Welcome everyone to Real Raw Health with your hosts, Nikki Burnett of Taste Life Nutrition and Matt Rowe of Parsley Pet. During our show, we are talking about your pet's health, raw feeding, and the health our pets bring to us with love. And we do kind of dabble on a little human health as well, because we are both passionate about that human <laughs> health and our pet health and all of it. So welcome, Nikki, to this week's show. Yeah, thank you. This is going to be a good show. I've had this question, can my dog be a vegetarian um, on numerous occasions? So I'm excited to kind of dig into it. And you know what? And it is one of those topics because if you are a vegetarian, you have you are a vegetarian for more reasons than just eating vegetables. You don't yeah. want to kill animals. You don't want you really sanctify the life of every living creature in all of that. And we honor that. We think it's great. But but dog has these big pointy things that point down in its mouth called canines, and it's really meant to grab food. So when I say grab food, I say, you know, as Nikki and I were talking in the show notes prior to everything getting started, we kind of talked about, you know, the dog. And so if my dog was wild and really it's only a couple hundred years away from being wild, from being a wild scavenger dog that goes out. And when you study genetically, your dog is only a half a percent away from a wolf. So I've never seen a dog chase down an ear of corn. <laughs> no. I've only seen dogs chase rabbits, <laughs> creatures, other things in the wild, because instinctually it's like, oh, that's food. And that's where it goes for in that. And so really, yes, you're, you want your dog to be a vegetarian, but this is where Nikki and I agree is that at some point, I don't think your dog actually has the biological makeup to be a true vegetarian it at some point needs meat in its diet or it wouldn't have developed these big strong pointy teeth then their mouths moving like this instead of like this because we have molars so we can grind vegetable matter beans everything that comes into our bodies and we are omnivores we can eat meat and vegetables Now, with that being said, I've seen dogs and they've actually studied wolves in the wild. They do eat some vegetable matter. So it's not like they don't eat any vegetables. It's just, I don't think it's their predominant. So your thoughts, Nikki, on this, all this fun stuff. Yeah. So I actually, I'm looking to the side because I had pulled up, it was funny. I had pulled up two articles. One was, yes, of course your dog can be vegetarian. The other one was, no, your dog can't be a vegetarian. And so um, there are a couple of interesting points on them, but you know, the first thing is, it, it you look at the way our face is shaped. We're yeah. omnivores. Omnivores mean you eat meat, you eat vegetables, right? Um, mm-hmm. We're built to eat meat and vegetables. You look yeah. at the fa- the shape of a dog's face; they are very different. And so, one of the yes. points on the "yes, your dog can be a vegetarian" comment was, although, let's see if I can find it. I should have highlighted it but it was something like although the dog belong oh yeah although the dog belongs to the order carnivora Mm -hmm. uh says that they have the ability to transform amino acids now i know i'm an omnivore right Mm -hmm. i'm an omnivore and i know epigenetically right so epigenetics can change that some people don't have the ability to make or transform uh, uh what's my word i'm looking for turn 
other amino acids in turn amino acids into other amino acids. And mm -hmm. to assume a dog can do the same thing is insane. So we're looking at facial structure. We're looking at the way that the dog acts in the wild or even not in the wild. What's the dog going to go after? Going to mostly go after meat, maybe go after some veg. Um, but like you said, they're not going to chase down the ear corn. They're going to, if there's, there's a piece of meat and a carrot sitting right next to each other, what are they going to do? They're going to go after the meat. When I'm working with people, I try to get them to listen to their bodies. It's, it's a, it's a, it's an understanding of what your body's telling you. We have instinct, although we, we've kind of gotten away from it. You know, we have instinct, you know, if, there's pain. We need to understand that's the body talking to us. If there's hunger, right. the body's talking to us and we need to understand the reasons for it. That's what a dog does. A dog is going to eat what it needs to eat. It knows that it has to have meat and to make the assumption that because we can be vegetarians, mm -hmm. which I don't believe we should be, um, not for an extended period of time. I think it's therapeutic potentially. Mm -hmm. Um, but doesn't mean that dogs can be nor should they be because there are too many things that they will be missing if you ask them to eat only vegetables and beans and grains and legumes on top of the fact that vegetables are alkalizing which has the potential for alkalizing the gut dogs have an acidic gut they have to have an acidic gut right so too much vegetable can create an alkaline gut and then you have grains, which they shouldn't eat, not which is super starchy, but these grains and legumes, they have these anti-nutrients, they're, you know, phytates and lectins that are natural to the plant, they're, they're natural pesticides. They create problems for us, they can create problems for, for dogs. That's, mm -hmm. that's, that's why these plants have lectins and phytates is because it's to keep animals from eating them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so... As humans, what we've done for years, if we've kind of bypassed that, and I know I'm just kind of going on and on, but we've kind of bypassed that mm -hmm. because we sprout, we should sprout our nuts and grains and seeds and, um, or, you know, like with, with bread, you know, create sourdough breads and that kind of mm -hmm. thing. So it reduces that, that load of those anti-nutrients or it eliminates it entirely. Dogs right. don't do that. They just eat it. So to assume they're going to eat something that's potentially toxic to them versus a piece of meat, well, you just don't. It doesn't make any sense. Right. With yeah, with those pieces, I know when we test dogs with our nutritional blueprint testing, we can test all the nutrients inside the animal to see if they're actually receiving the proper yeah. nutrition that it has. Mm -hmm. And I do know we have tested a couple of vegetarian um, diets that um, some dogs have some pet parents have elected to serve their dog. And so then we have the opportunity to test that dog afterwards. And things that we notice that they're deficient in are calcium and iron are just two big ones because they get their calcium from their bone. And what happens too is they might have the right level of calcium, but they actually have a low level of phosphorus because mm -hmm. now calcium and phosphorus actually work together to create strong, healthy bone structure. And phosphorus comes from eating muscle meat. And, you know, when they, when they catch an animal in the wild, and I'll use this analogy, is <clears throat> if they caught a rabbit, they would eat the rabbit. And what are they eating when they eat the rabbit? They're eating organ, bone, muscle meat, and they also get fur and dirt. 
that comes off of the ground. So they're eating the minerals within the soil as well. So it's not bad. And that's really what they need because you're talking about a balance of a diet. So if we only feed a legume to, to satisfy the cow, to satisfy the protein structure, but it's missing the phosphorus that it's needed and it's getting a low level of phosphorus and then you're supplementing with calcium, it's still not building healthy bone structure. It's yeah. missing the phosphorus. Mm -hmm. And so when you look at a complete diet, a complete diet shows a level of all nutrients within the body because they have such a symbiotic relationship with each one of them. So what, you know, and I have to ask this question, Nikki, is when you are actually doing your work and that type of stuff, do you see adverse effects to dogs or humans when they start going to more of a vegetarian-based diet? Yeah, yeah. So um, kind of going back, and, I, and actually, we were talking about this. I can't remember if I just said this, but, you know, there's the amino acid carnitine. Mm -hmm. and this is for both. Right. Um, did I say this already in the video or just before? No, I think you okay. touched on it, but you didn't go okay. any deeper into it. So, okay. yeah, it, it spill, okay. spill your beans, Nikki. Like, come no, on. <laughs> So carnitine for humans, and I don't know this to be for animals. And so you asked the question for both, but I want to, I think it's, I think it's relevant. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So carnitine is a conditionally essential amino acid in humans, which means we should have the ability to make carnitine, which mm -hmm. is the only amino acid that, that puts fat into the cell, pulls it into the cell in order to allow the mitochondria to create ATP, which is energy, right? So it's a, it okay. feeds the mitochondria. So the mitochondria gives us energy. Sure. So if we don't, if, if our body doesn't make it because epigenetically it doesn't, there's, there's something off that's not allowing it to make it. Mm -hmm. The only place that we can get carnitine is through meat. Unless of course there's supplementation, but we're keeping that out. The only place we can get it is through meat. And so if, yeah, if, if I, you know, if, if I have a person who comes to me and they're vegetarian or vegan, you know, they're missing, you know, certain B vitamins, they're missing iron, they're missing, um, you know, all kinds of things that are important in the, not all kinds. I mean, there are a number of super important nutrients that have to be there. Right. Um, for animals, is it the same? Maybe they have epigenetics. I mean, they've got genetics. They have epigenetic, um, you know, epi epigenomes. I'm not mm -hmm. saying my words very well. And so what, and what I truly believe to be the case is that's what's happening to our animals is because of the food that we're feeding them, because of the toxins in the environment and the fluoride in the water and all these things, which is mm -hmm. the same with us, is that we have over time decreased their lifespan, which is epigenetic. We've decreased their lifespan to such a degree that we believe that 10 years old is old when they should be living to be 25 and 30 years old, ideally. Yeah. And so by changing and, and that stuff, you know, epigenetics, they're showing goes seven generations. Mm -hmm. That's a shorter time for dogs than it is for people, but it's still a really long time. And, you know, the goal is, and I think such a, such a passion and a motivation for us is to get the word out, out there so we can start to change this nasty trajectory of shortening the, the, the life of our dogs and all of these animals that are not being fed properly um, and, and turn that around. Let's, let's, let's allow them to live that long, full life that we want them to live and yes. that they want to live. And so 
yeah, assuming that they that they can be fed vegetarian when they would never go for it in the wild, um, right. or hardly ever, and there are all of these toxins and lacking of nutrients. Another point, sorry, another point is when you're talking about the okay. bone. Yeah. <laughs> when you're talking about the bone. Yep. And so they get calcium from the bone, but of course they get all the other minerals from the bone as well. Then they have to right. have the phosphorus from the meat. Another ingredient to that is vitamin D, which is what they're going to get from the organs. So yeah. you can't get a bunch of vitamin D from a, a wheat grain or a rice grain or a bean or something. You have right. to, it's a fat soluble nutrient. You have to get that vitamin D. The best place to get vitamin A and vitamin D is going to be from liver. Mm-hmm. And so and you're not going to get it from the sun because I mean, if you look at vitamin D, a dog is not going to actually be able to create vitamin D from the sun. Right. Right. Yeah. So it's, you, you have, you know, as we talk about it, which is really the most fun for me is putting all the pieces of the puzzle together, which is a duh, they're carnivores. I mean, it says right. it, they are in the order carnivora. <laughs> yeah. And then you go, oh, but they can do this. It doesn't matter. Look at every piece of the puzzle mm -hmm. shows that they have to have a meat diet with bone yes. and with organ and then mm -hmm. you know, a few other things in there. And if you just go under the basic observation principles, so you don't need to be a doctor. You don't need to be a vet. You don't need to be, you can be a pet parent. So as a pet parent, observe your dog is essentially when I have my pup Leo and I, I imagine with your three dogs, Nikki, is that you're actually, you watch him and you intuitively kind of sit there and think you're like, do they have the same amount of energy today? Are their stools hard? Are they, are they soft? Is, are they itching more? Are they acting different? Are they lethargic? So all these questions as pet parents that we kind of ask ourselves, like when we wake up in the morning as a human being, we sit there and say, I feel good today today's yeah. a good day. And so, and then you go throughout your day and let's say you eat something you shouldn't eat. Say you have six donuts and <laughs> a cup of coffee on your way to the office in the morning because you're like, why not? So you can tell all your office mates, no, I only bought a half dozen. Um, <laughs> so I only know this because I've, I've done it. So let's just, um, so let's go through that premise is that after I do that, I'm going to be like, God, I feel like shit. Yeah. I feel terrible today. Like mm -hmm. I, in your stomach gets upset because of the sheer amount of sugar and carbohydrates you've just consumed that your body as a human being is like, whoa, great. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm yeah. stick with meat and vegetables for me. Cause that's what you need. You don't need to yeah. eat six donuts, but with that, your dog is going to, let's say your dog has that same reaction to vegetable matter or God forbid kibble. If you're feeding kibble to your mm -hmm. dog and your dog gets an upset stomach, well, just like yourself, you're going to notice some changes of your to your puppy. And you're going to notice some changes that they're not as energetic, or they're tired and lethargic, or they're throwing up, or they have diarrhea all the time, or something like that is not jiving right with it. So then you got to go back to the diet, just like you with that example of eating the donuts, as you go back and say, uh, now for us, we can go very quickly and say, I'm not going to do that again. Yeah. But for your dog, your dog's like, all right, I'm hungry. Might as well just mm -hmm. feed me what you feed me. So yes, yeah. your dog will eat it. Your dog is opportunistic and they are scavengers. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I hope that, um, you know, as, as we look through 
especially, you know, it's like this in, in human health and with animal health and, and so many things. And we're looking to try to understand, you know, we obviously we are, we automatically go to the internet and we start to, to, to try to decipher and try to understand what's right and what's wrong. And with so much contradictory uh, or so much contradicting information out there, it's really, really frustrating. Cause like I said, I mean, in my, and the one page that I had, I was able to go, yes, they should. And no, they shouldn't. And, 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 and really even from the girl who said, yes, they should be vegetarian or could be vegetarian. And I'm like, you know, she makes a good point, but let's throw some common sense in there. (laughs) Um, And so that's really what it takes. And so dissecting it and then, you know, finding your sources of people who you trust and know, which is what Matt and I do. And then we want to be those sources as well. We want to be, um, you know, we want you to trust that we are digging through the information for you and we're bringing to you what we know to be the best that we know today, the best that science tells us today. We know that science changes, but right. we're, we know that dogs are from order carnivora. That is, mm-hmm. there's no changing that. Yeah. <laughs> so- no, you're not gonna. They're all of a sudden are not gonna grow molars next week because you decided right. to flip to a vegetarian-based diet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're canines, and they are going to want to grab. So, really, you brought up an interesting experiment. If you don't believe us, take a piece of meat and put it on one edge of your deck, and take a carrot and put it on the edge other edge of the deck. Mm-hmm. Make sure your dog sees both of them. And then let your dog go and see which one they go to. So, yes. Did I interrupt you? Because you made me think of something else. Okay, great. No, I like it. You spit (laughs) it out. (laughs) So another really, really interesting point, and I've seen this happen, is so if you do that, so say by chance your dog goes for the carrot or say it goes for the meat and then the carrot. doesn't really matter. Look at what comes out the other end. I can almost guarantee you that that carrot's going to come out in chunks because they can't digest it. They cannot digest cellulose, which is what vegetables are made from. And so when we feed vegetables and not all dogs can do vegetables, when we feed vegetables, I, for me, I take mine and I put it in a food processor. So it's teeny, teeny, tiny, 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 as small as you can possibly get. And sometimes it's almost water. You're doing the chewing for them. Exactly. It's kind of, it's almost pre-digesting. And then I also give them digestive enzymes. So that's helping to digest. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but it, uh, what was my point? I mean, that was my point, but there's more to it. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Oh, because what we're trying to do is replace the hair. They mm. would be eating hair and we're not giving them hair. That's kind of, that is a source of fiber for them to help things yep. move properly. Which yeah. is also indigestible, right? But it is, it's small and tiny. And so big chunks of carrots, they're not going to digest. And I've seen it, I've seen it come out in my dogs on numerous yeah. occasions. Absolutely. One thing we joked is we're, we're almost imagining seeing the whole carrot at one point. So yeah, with it, like, and granted, we used to feed Leo vegetables, but then his itching got really bad. And so then we cut spinach out of his diet and the itching went away. So like you said, some dogs can digest vegetables. Mm -hmm. So it's not that your dog is going to get immediately sick. And so something I do is I look at their stools as well, as you brought that up. So 
because I feed a raw-based diet and Leo predominantly gets meat, period. That's what he gets. Mm -hmm. Gets an egg every once in a while, gets some pumpkin every once in a while, does get carrots as a snack if we're eating them in the house and I'll throw one down to him. So he's a scavenger. So he's eating that type of stuff in a scavenger-based style. But his poops, when they come out, they dry white within 48 hours. Yes. I'm talking like powder dust. Yeah. It changes picking up poop in your yard. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. It makes it a hell of a lot easier and it's not as And so, and I asked a vet about this. And so I said, is that right? And this is a vet that's a holistic vet that I trust. And we also have a vet on staff, Dr. Lori Kojer. And so when we talk about this, they said, yeah, think about your dog in the wild. If your dog was being hunted by another pack of dogs or another animal or whatever it was that was out there that was hunting your dog, if they had this big, stinky, wet poop that stayed and it stunk for a period of time, they're really easy to find and they're really easy to hunt down and they're really easy. So really in the wild, they don't want to have big, stinky poops. They want to have something, they poop and it disintegrates and leaves and it leaves no residue on that. But that is something that I noticed changed when I started to feed Leo a meat-based diet. His body was digesting all of the nutrients and everything that I was actually feeding him. And so he was doing better. So watch their poops too, is watch, you know, if you're feeding your dog vegetarian and you're, you're set on feeding your dog vegetarian, that's fine. That is a choice. You are the pet parent. So on that, watch their poops. See, are they itching a lot? Are they healthy? Are they... Do they, are they vibrant? Are they excited when they wake up in the morning? Do, or do, or how do their eyes look? Are they red and bloodshot? Are their gums, you know, when I check Leo's gums, I'm looking for pasty white gums or red, full of blood, gorge, like beautiful looking gums. And so that kind of shows me their, his iron levels as I go on. And these are just really simple things. And another one is their coat soft. Because yeah. I think you notice that with your puppies that you feed yeah. raw, it mm-hmm. is unbelievable how soft their coat is. It's almost like puppyish again. Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. My girls, they all have the softest coat, and I have my last mm-hmm. one who came in. She's a couple of years with us now, um, but she was really, it was really wiry, and mm-hmm. she's short hair, but really, really wiry. Mm-hmm. And I was just loving on her a little while ago, and she's just so soft. Wow. Um, so it's. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It's amazing when when I look at, at, at dogs who come in to see me. You know, it's of, of course it's one of the first places you're going to look because it's right there in front of you. But mm-hmm. when you see, you know, flaky and shedding, and you can you can see when there is a lack of vibrancy to mm-hmm. a coat. You know, they may not be yeah. terribly unhealthy, but there there you can you can see something's missing. You can see it in people right? Mm-hmm. If there's, you can see it in their eyes, you can see it in their skin, you can see it in their hair, um, oftentimes. And so it's the same with dogs. And so something's yeah. not right. Again, it's a symptom that we have to pay attention to and mm-hmm. dry, flaky, scaly skin and itching and all of those things. It's not normal. Mm-hmm. So we need to pay attention to that stuff. Yep. And cause that's our responsibility as a pet parent is to feed or feed our animals the way they're meant to be fed. For example, my daughter is guinea pigs. I would never feed these guinea pigs a hunk of meat. It's just really like they get only 100% vegetable matter. Yeah. And, um, and with it, like they're really healthy guinea pigs. They're nine years old right now, Nikki. 
like oh wow you've had him a long time yeah i asked my daughter about that one like she's like really nine years this is wonderful and i'm like stop eating it organic vegetables um so, so it's like our own little experiment home but yes we would feed animal appropriate food yeah. so for example cats are true carnivores and should never have vegetable matter no. They should have no grains. They should they hunt mice and they eat mice, and that's where they actually get their water because they are naturally a desert dwelling animal, is genetically how they are. And so when we feed a cat vegetables, you'll notice. I mean, look up vegetarian fed cats on the internet. You will see the sickest looking cats that you've ever seen in your life, and it's sad. But that's you know we're feeding, we're humanizing our pets, and we want to feed them vegetarian because we eat vegetarian. If you do, and along those lines, but remember, your dog is from the carn. Was a carnivore? What was that word? Carnivore. Thank you so much. I can't believe I forgot that carnivore family. And so really, they're carnivores. And when they study wolves in the wild, because your dog's really only half a percent away from a wolf. They'll actually notice wolves hunt an elk. And when they are opportunistic, when they're hunting for their next elk, if they walk past a raspberry bush, yes, they will stop and eat raspberries. They will stop and eat grass because they're, it somewhat settles their stomach again because they may have an upset stomach for one reason or another. And so, yes, opportunistically, they will eat vegetable matter if they come upon it. Now, with that being said, they're not seeking out a field of potatoes to go dig up the potatoes and eat them. Yeah. They are seeking an elk so they can bring down the elk and they can eat the organs, the fur, and the meat of the elk. Yeah. And so really with all of that, that is where your dog is getting its basis of nutrients inside of its body, because that's the only way we can receive minerals is through the foods that we eat. Right. Yeah. So I think with that, I want to, I want to speak to those who are, um, vegans and vegetarians because, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people are vegan and vegetarian. Sorry, I'm cold. It's cold in my house. I'm like, Burr. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the fact that it dropped what 60 degrees yeah. in temp in less than 24 hours. Yay. Colorado. Anyway. Um, but I want to speak to those people who maybe are considering or maybe do feed their dogs um, a, a, a vegan diet, because, mostly because I've been there. Um, I've been vegetarian, I've been vegan. And I think I, I, wanna, I want everyone to understand too that my, I guess what I was gonna say, some people are vegan and vegetarian due to just the, the humanity, right? And yeah. taking care of animals and I can't kill animals. And I mean, I get it. And so my master's degree is animal science. Um, I've seen what happens in, um, you know, the conventional slaughterhouses. I've, you know, I've seen all of these things and I'm a huge, and this is why I'm doing what I'm doing because I'm a huge animal advocate. Mm -hmm. um, I truly believe that, uh, you know, animals are here while they're here, we serve them. We're here where they're caretakers. We care for them. We watch over them. We make sure that they're getting all the things that they need. And I'm, I'm talking dogs, cows, pigs, chickens, the whole thing. It's our job. And we're put here to care for them and to support them and to serve them. Because in the end, many of them serve us. And when we take care of them that way, then they're better able to serve us. They can give us yep. the nutrients that we need. Right. Um,
been vegan and I've been vegetarian. And I'm going to tell you, I had a cat years and years and years ago when I was vegetarian. Mm-hmm. And I fed the cat vegetarian. And mm. it was kibble. And the cat was crazy. <laughs> and then, yeah, he, that didn't last very long. He was not a happy cat. Um, I get, ended up giving away anyway. But I, I learned from the experience and then learned from my own experience um, of being you know, both vegan and vegetarian and understanding that because of my own diet and the way that I feed myself, that doesn't mean, mean that that's what my dog needs because mm-hmm. we are here to support the dogs. We have to give them, they're our family, what mm-hmm. they need. You know, it's our job to give them what they need. And so if we have a hard time, if we don't want to eat the animals ourselves, that's fine. But go out and find the best animal that you can that has that has been raised on grass, raised in a pasture, not treated poorly, has mm-hmm. been slaughtered is such a terrible word, but it is, yeah, you know, ethically butchered. Yeah. Ethically butchered. Yeah. Thank you. That's much better. <laughs> And that's what the, that's what your dog needs to eat. So we're all taking care of each other. And it's, 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 you know, it's literally kind of that cycle of life, but we can't have dogs and not give them what they need. It's just mm-hmm. not right. And they, we all believe them to be our family. And mm-hmm. so that's part of it is just because we don't need something doesn't mean that they don't. And right. I'll get off my soapbox. <laughs> no. And you bring up a great point is yes, we do it most of what we do for our animals is for us as we humanize it because it's the closest understanding that we have and that's fine that we do those things like that but know that the health of your pet relies on you understanding a little bit further on what they need now granted in in the past they did this in the wild themselves and they were very smart they know exactly what they should eat they are not going to starve to death they will find as long as they have the opportunity to go find it they will find food and so the food they want to find are rabbits and squirrels and mice and anything that's moving along those lines they're not digging up corn or they're not or they wouldn't dig up corn they're not digging up potatoes or they're not doing that type of stuff with it so yes you have an opportunity to feed your dog the way it is meant to be fed and if you're curious at all on whether or not your dog is receiving enough nutrients on a vegetarian-based diet, come have a test done. I can tell you at parts per billion of how much calcium they are receiving, iron, phosphorus, magnesium, I mean, you name it, 48 different nutrients inside the body. Yes, they are there and they are required for health of the animal. Mm-hmm. And so this is stuff that we notice that dogs that are fed vegetarian are lacking some key minerals inside their body that is required for biological functioning. Mm -hmm. And so with it is make sure you're doing your education. You are anybody that's feeding their dog vegetarian right now, that's fine. Just do your homework and do that work and do that research. And it might take a little bit more work to feed your dog a vegetarian based diet to make sure that they are receiving all of the nutrients that they need to be happy. Yeah. And last, last thing that I want to throw on there is when you said, you know, you know, they, they can be lacking the nutrients that help them to function. Also lacking these nutrients is what creates disease, including mm-hmm. cancer. And so we, we, when I, when my first dog had cancer, um, one of the questions I was talking with a vet about, you know, what I was feeding him, she was like, how's he getting his calcium? And I was feeding him some bones, probably not enough at the time. 
still at the time was still learning, but um, but that's a it's important. They have to have cancer for for cancer, calcium for 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 functioning, but also. Mm -hmm. If it, they're not functioning properly, that's where disease comes in. We've got cancer that's so high. We've got all of these other diseases that they are not meant to have that are just right. skyrocketing. And it's because of their food. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this is, I love this topic. And it's, I think it's one that we could spend hours talking about having your dog be a vegetarian and that type of thing. And I have a feeling everybody that has an opinion about this, definitely put comments up. If you think we're crazy, put a comment up, we'll respond mm -hmm. to it and that type of thing. But it's at some point is as Nikki and I had studied this for quite a long time, it all comes back to the fact that our dogs are carnivores and that they have pointy teeth for a reason. Yeah. It's meant to grab and hold food and that's yeah. it. It's mm -hmm. not meant to grind food. It's not meant to, you know, tear food, you know, it's not meant to unpeel, you know, that ear of corn or, you know, dig for the potatoes and go seek those out. They're really there to catch and eat animals because that's the way that they were originally designed. It's for example, we're not going to ask a coyote in the wild to go, you know, they're not going after my garden. <laughs> you know, like they're not, you know, sitting at the fence salivating over my tomatoes that are there. No, this they really are though. What's it? The squirrels are though. The squirrel. Oh yeah, those squirrels. Squirrels and I have a personal vendetta against each other, and I just have to feed the squirrels and give my ten percent of my harvest to them, and that's God's God tax. So, um, with all of that, so definitely take care of your animals and watch them. So, Nikki, what is the best way for anybody to get a hold of you? So you can find me on tastelifenutrition.com, which is my website. And then anywhere on social media is just Taste Life Nutrition. Um, mm. And so I, um, I love working with people. I love working with dogs. I love doing the show. I do have a course uh, that we are getting ready to launch coming out here. I don't know exactly when, should be within the next couple of months, but we're gearing up to start to start pushing it. You know, we're going to do some challenges awesome. and that kind of thing. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, those are, those are the things that I'm, that I'm up to. So check out Taste Life Nutrition. And and Nikki, I'm so excited about your course getting launched here in the next couple of months. I will be a student because I just want to know. And so really with everything that you have, so it's just beautiful to watch you work and watch you and what you create and the passion that you have for health. So you can always find us at Parsley Pet where you can actually test the nutrients inside of your pet and know whether or not you're feeding them the diet that their body requires. And you can always go to parsleypet.com and uh, order your nutritional blueprint and check it out. So if you wanna order your nutritional blueprint, we're offering a special right now that if you use the code HEALTHYDOG50, I'll take 50 bucks off your nutritional blueprint. So yes, this is how passionate we are about making sure your dog is receiving the diet it should be eating. So thank you guys very much for being a part of the show today. And thank you, Nikki, for yeah. all your wisdom and sharing everything with us. It's always <laughs> beautiful to watch you work. <laughs> thank you. Bye, everybody. Right. We'll see you guys later. <laughs>